A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Hello, signers. Before we get into this week's episode, we have some five-star reviews to read. Yay! Hell yeah. Uh, Thank you so much uh, for rating and reviewing. It really helps people find our podcast. It helps us chart. And most importantly, it helps us feel good. And we love hearing from you. Um, It means so much to us to know that you guys appreciate and enjoy the podcast and we love hearing the specifics of that it like i said it it really makes us feel good uh and we we love it if you're not aware if you uh leave us a five-star review we will read it on air no matter what it says it just has to be five stars it does not have to be positive you could uh you know drag (laughs) us read us to filth uh as long as it's not, uh, you know, any ist, racist, sexist, ableist, uh, I don't know, any more ists hateful. off the top of my head. I mean, you can be technically yeah. hateful to us, but like, I guess that's like not it, the goal. Like, if yeah. <laughs> I'd hope that it's still, you know, constructive in some way, that you at least have a point of view. Yeah. I don't know. You could but, ask a uh, question, too. That's a really uh, hot trick for the reviews. Ask your own personal astro question. Or even plug shout your out Instagram. Yep, plug yeah. your Instagram, yeah. plug your business. We don't give a shit. Just give us five stars. Just give us five stars and we'll read it. Because like we said, you're doing us a favor. We will do you a favor as well. Um, and we know that you guys are all great. So overall, we're not worried <laughs> about promoting anything or reading anything that you write. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. We love our, we love you all and we want you to do great things and we're happy to be a part of that journey. So without further ado, here are some new reviews. This first one comes to us from Brandon Edwin Austin Nick Zion, Purple Hearts from Australia. Uh, It's entitled Amazing. 
says, due to the quarantine, this is giving me life. Love you, girls. Happy face. Short and sweet. <laughs> yes. Love it. Love you, too, Brandon Edward Austin Nick Zion. <laughs> love it. And then next up, we have Love, Love, Love from Laws Chase 12, also out of Australia. Absolutely love this podcast. You girls are fab. Helping a Aries, Virgo, Aquarius get through lockdown in Australia. X, 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 X. Thank you. Oh, my God. I love it. See? Perfect reviews right here. Short, sweet, bon appetit. Your next one comes from Jordan Samon. I'm not going to say it the way I think it's pronounced. Um, Oh. (laughs) You'll get it. Go look at the review. Um, It's titled Best Podcast. Hey, y'all. I'm Jordan from a small farm town, Carlton, Oregon. Let's just start this off right by my sign. Closed (laughs) eyes, big smile emoji. Aquarius Sun, Virgo Moon, and Libra Rising. I have been on a soul search for almost seven years. I'm super into tarot horoscopes and have always been curious about astrology and how everything ticks. I don't have a lot of friends that are into this kind of thing, so I keep to myself about it. I've been buying books about astrology, watching YouTube, basically trying to self-educate. I came along your podcast, and I'm obsessed with you guys. I've gone back on most of your episodes. If you guys have any recommendations to learn more, I'd love to hear. Also, when Corona ends, I think you guys should do live shows. I'd fly down. Gold, gold hands emoji, purple heart emoji. Much love. Oh, oh, thank you, Jordan. Thank you. We would um, love to. I, I mean, we always recommend all the people that have come on as guests uh, to this podcast because we know them personally. But uh, if you're into memes, not all Gemini's. If um, Colin Bedell, I love his Instagram uh, videos that he does, and um, Kira Taborn. Uh, there, there's so many great people. So. Uh, just, I mean, we run the gamut with, we've had so many great astrologers on the show. So I guess, you know, start there and see if you can find more stuff. This is a new, this is a new guest intention I'm going to put out because I've just found their account and I, it's not astrology, but it's crystals. So I think up the alley, I'm a little bit of astrology, but Libra Moonstone, new favorite account I've been following her crystals and like her like crystals for Scorpio, Mercury, retrograde, crystals for this. It's like just a great account. I would love to have her on the podcast. So we also did Sarah Potter's color class. Yeah, like, like, any all of her stuff's really cool. I mean, we just we've been so lucky to have so many great people. Yeah, and I also- feel like too everybody is really good, especially recently about um, you know astrology is a very, at least in our experience, a very like generous community. And I feel like if you find someone that you like, they are very likely to be sharing information from other astrologers that they like i mean that's basically how i found anybody anybody that i like too <laughs> so mm-hmm. um i know that um soul luna astro has has a great list at the end of all of um their meme posts um of like an ongoing growing list of astrologers that they share um yeah there's a bunch. I mean, even maybe looking up like uh, astrology conferences and seeing who's on their lineup, just as if you want to like really nerd out and just, you know, you can find most people. I feel like you can find their writing or their podcasts or their YouTubes and to see who clicks with you and who doesn't. But I'm glad we click with you because that's what <laughs> that's what matters. Yes. In this thank house. you so much, Jordan. We really appreciate it. Uh, this next review comes to us from Foxy Tree Hugger. Whoa. Love what a name. I love it. Uh, it's entitled Absolutely Adore, Listen and Subscribe. 
I don't know why it's taking me so long to write a review, considering I've been listening to these incredible people for over a year now. It's like an acceptance speech where I want to say all the right things. (laughs) (laughs) So great. Uh, Thank you to Julia, Stevie, and Lisa for this amazing podcast. It's hilarious, encouraging, educational, insightful, honest, and so much fun. I can relate to all of you in different ways and love all your personalities. I was born in Los Angeles and now live just north of Portland, Oregon. Shout out. I always love when people ask questions on here and you give a response. My fiance and I share a rising sign, Scorpio, put little devil emoji and crying laughing. And I'm curious to hear your thoughts on how this affects us both, both the positive aspects and the challenging ones. Again, you each bring wonderful ideas and various energies to this podcast that truly make it one of the best parts of my week. Thank you so, so much. Take care. Taurus, sun, Capricorn, moon, Scorpio, rising, foxy tree hugger. Yes, foxy. Oh, my God. Cool. I also share a rising with my partner, and I will say it's the blessing curse, you know. It's so nice that we get to um, see things the same way, and then when sometimes you see something you don't like, and you're like, wow, we really see things the same way, and that. I'm, I'm that too, you know, I'm not, I'm not, there's a little bit of that in me too, whatever, like, you know, uh, I want to say leaving the door open when I'm going to the bathroom or whatever, like thing that makes you feel like, oh, I can't believe I do the same thing you do. Yes, I agree. I also share the same rising sign with my partner. And, um, I think that's definitely accurate. I think that also though, um, that idea like as much as we see things the same I still think that it is like a different uh like we're making a different we're painting we're both using like acrylic paints but we also may might be like copying a different picture or something I'm having different camera same lens yes Yes, exactly. But it's like the way that we're still taking the picture is different. The subjects that we that we choose to focus on, you know, it, the rest of your chart still does really impact that. I think it it just is more of like a fun. I like Lisa was saying too. I think it's interesting to ask them. Oh, that's cool. Like, do you s- confirm it? Saying like, is this what you believe? Is this what you think about this? Because it's. I think it's easy to assume that because you have the same rising sign. But um, just remembering that there's still room for discovery and, and nuance. I think the cool thing to check too, I, I mean, I have a lot of friends who share the same rising or share the same sun, sun or like when you share something prominent, but the rising's interesting because it'd be cool to look back and see, did you have similar life things happen at 12 years old or at these things? Cause you're going to have this, the same transits, um, you know, experiences in your same house. Or also I'm curious of your degrees. Cause if you're an early rising yeah. degree and he's a late degree, that could also you know, change the perspective. Like if you're a 29 degree Scorpio, you might as well be reading Sag Rising, you know, for horoscope. Mm-hmm. So that's some another just fun thing to like discuss and see. But yeah, you just probably are experiencing a lot of the same shit around the same time, which just can, you know, be great for bonding together. Foundational. <laughs> Cool. Yes. Thank you so much. And I love the idea of an acceptance speech because I, I, it's beautiful. <laughs> this, the next is from Perfect for All the Stars Lovers out there. Oh, that's the title. From SD underscore Sarah. And they say, love this podcast. I've been interested in astrology for a majority of my life, but never really started to study until the last year or so. This podcast is educational, but also has lots of commentary and references that make it digestible and fun to listen to. Question. I'm a Libra sun, Pisces moon, Sag rising. 
while my sweet husband is a Gemini sun, Virgo moon, and Scorpio rising. Any tips for helping a girl who's always in her feels communicate with such a fact-based partner? Feelings are facts. Feelings are facts. Feelings are facts. Um, Again, to repeat for the um, easily not rememberable people, Libra sun, Pisces moon, Sag rising, wifey, Gemini sun, Virgo moon, Scorpio rising, hubby. Gemini sun, I think that – can you sneak in a joke? Mm. To get them on your side, I think that um, that's a good way to start presenting your feelings. It, I mean, obviously, I'm talking about in a way that's like not in the middle of a fight, but when it's something that's you know kind of like, oh, I need to express that you know this this particular dish is very important to me, and I like for it to be very clean and not sit in the sink or whatever. It's mm-hmm. like. Um, you don't want to start off with like, oh, my grandma's dish is in the sink again. You know, you want to like, you want to kind of try to make them laugh and understand so that they can, uh, they can be on your side before you say it's actually kind of sentimental. I know, I know, I know it looks old and factually it's old, but it actually kind of means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. That's good. I also think, um, yeah, I agree. I think sometimes people who uh, say that they are really about the facts are not often aware of how actually emotionally driven that is. And, and I think especially Gemini energy can often um, like pick which facts kind of suit the, the point that they're trying to make Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. And I think all of, all of those um, big three placements to me can signify that. But I think also, um, for you on your end kind of like sticking to the fact at hand I think also like you don't need to feelings while they are not facts they also don't need to they don't need to be facts if that's the issue then that's the issue there isn't a fact around that can change your feeling you know what I mean so I think also like Sticky instead of needing to defend the fact that you have feelings, just communicating your feeling. I'd be curious about obviously Mercury placements, but we'll save that for when you take your husband's phone and write us another five star review. Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> but I think if there's like, like if this is about our emotion or like if this is more like getting bills done and things like that, maybe putting some things in writing for a fact based person, um, if that's easier for you. I don't know why, and this is maybe not about feelings, but maybe getting their guard down by playing a game or doing some kind of like board game or something like where they're so concentrated on the facts of the game that maybe they can let their emotions spill out in conversation while while they have a task at hand. Just a thought. Yeah, I think that's I love good. It. I think just also d- make distinguishing between like, is this a, uh, you know, this is a classic one, but always a like, I... Uh, the disclaimer at the beginning which is I don't need help I just want you to hear what I'm saying or I just want you Mm, to like mm -hmm. just listen just listen I think also giving those fact-based um people more of a directive of like this is what's expected of you will also lead to less fact-finding in what you're saying um, and I think that that's, it's, it's, again, it's like a kind of a cliche one, but I think helping people, telling people what they, what you want them to listen to in the thing is really helpful for us to feel heard. Mm-hmm. 
I love it. Your next review comes to you from LVRO. It's titled Leo Mama is Impressed. Working nights. I love listening to your pod. Longer ones are the best. (laughs) Thank you Uh, so much. No one (laughs) says that. (laughs) (laughs) I've always loved being a Leo, but in the last few years, I have been learning about my natal chart as well as my toddler, who is also a Leo. I have learned about my son as well as my Sag moon and rising plus my Libra Venus. My cub is Leo sun, Aries moon and Aquarius rising. Virgo, Venus, and would love to hear your thoughts on our charts. Thank you. Cub. I know I love that you call me my cub. That's That's such a Leo mama thing. It's so cute. I mean, you guys both have pretty fiery, uh, like, distinctive. I think that the biggest thing for both of you is that it's like, oh, you guys are both Leo sons, and you guys are both going to be, I mean, obviously you're an adult, so you already are, but I think remembering that your your cub is going to be very distinctive from you, although they are, they are you know, yours, um, you know, that Aries moon and aqua rising, I think is, is mm-hmm. definitely an individual who's going to want to be their own person, too. Well, I um, think with the rising and the Venus, you know, it's kind of the... One is the next iteration of the other where the other is the previous. So it's like remembering that like they have things to teach you too, I think is kind of, you know, you're going to find that, oh, wow, certain things come easier to, as every parent does, certain things come easier to my kid than they did to me. Or I really need to hammer home this thing because they, and, and like school subjects, but life stuff as well, you know. They see, like, I personally love so easily. And I'm sure my mom was like, let's kind of, like, tamp that back. We don't want you walking down alleys to, you know, say hi to strangers. Those kind of things. So I think finding that those places where, yeah, like, there are parts of our charts that are, sure, our sun signs might be the same. But, you know, their rising might be a little more, like, mature than yours when they grow or you know, your Venus might feel a little more mature. Well, and that Aquarius rising is going to be the opposite. It's, you know, it might not be literally yeah. opposition because we don't know the, um, you know, the degree, but I think even just in a sign-based sense, I think that, you know, you have a Sag rising and a Sag moon, that's a lot of fire there. And while they have an Aries moon, that Aquarius rising is, I think it's going to, any kind of like assumptions you have about what it means to be a Leo are really going to be challenged by your child because they're not going to come across in that same way, where I think the Sag energy really gasses up Leo in that uh, in that way, where this one is kind of more, it's gassed up on the back end, but in you know that it's not it's not necessarily like oh we're we're both leos and we're gonna have so much in common i think it could still be um uh like a growth and educational experience too to see these other sides of of the leo experience i think this like there's so much carefree experiential like let's just go with feelings with sag and libra in your leo mix and i feel like the Aries moon is a little wild child, but then we have Aquarius rising and Virgo Venus. I think there's going to be a little bit more of a particular, like, I like my particular things. And also, you know, not to go into Virgo stereotypes much, but, like, little particular clean, like, I think, like, like the being clean thing beyond, like, having a clean house, like, there is something about, like, that refresh and restart. So if your kid's maybe cranky, maybe they just take a bath or, like, to tidy their room or, like, those things really do come in handy for 
Virgo-y people. Like, it's like, oh, maybe you just need to, like, have a nice space and have, like, things ready and available to you. Especially in that Aquarius rising where they're going to need room to work. But I love this. I think it's I fun. love it. You too. Welcome. I love the little You just might be, like, more hippie and carefree than they might be. <laughs> even. Yes, exactly. But it's not a – I think it's just important, and this is important for everyone, is, like, to not pathologize and to assume – you know, remember that we are still individuals and, yeah. and have our own preferences and just because Life we share a sun sign. Yeah, we can't be like, well, they're, uh, you know, we all are guilty of doing that, of making those assumptions based on what we know about someone zo- zodiacally speaking. But, you know, make sure that you are allowing them to grow into their own person because that's that's what's, you know, which, of course, I'm sure you are. I love mm-hmm. a, I love a Leo. I love a Leo mama. So. Yeah. Thank you all so much for your reviews. Um, again, it really makes us it makes us feel good, and we love hearing from you. This we do this for you know for us, but we do it for you as well, and we always appreciate hearing your feedback and what you like and don't like, and and so on and so forth. Even if we might bristle at criticism from time to time, it really does mean a lot to us that you take the time to to share your uh, your thoughts with us, and and we love it. So keep it coming. If you haven't left us a review, uh, but you would. Like, I mean, think about it, you know, mm-hmm. again, you'll hear, you you could slip in a question, you can uh, drag us, drag us all the way to hell, whatever, whatever you want, just make it five stars. Uh, and uh, if you have left a review, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, we really couldn't do this without you guys. So thank you so much for your support. It means, means the world to us. Uh, and with that, please enjoy <laughs> this week's episode. Welcome to What's Your Sign? I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Anderson. And I'm the intense review of this podcast. <laughs> yes. Dun, dun, dun. First day of Mercury Retrograde. Make some noise. Woo! Boop, 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 boop. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. <laughs> we know this life. I mean, it is, yeah, we are. We've been about that. Um... <laughs> Mercury retrograde feels like child's play to all this like retrograde action we've had this year in general. Like throwing Mercury retrograde in the mix is like sure, come come the, come through. Why not? That's how that's how I feel. Where I'm like, put it on my tab. Just add it to the <laughs> add it to the list, baby. I do. I mean, what's what's another? What's another? Come on. What's another? I I try I try to find a way to like every um like you know, transit that's happening, even when it's like, you're doomed. <laughs> like, yes. I'm like, yeah, but isn't it kind of fun to be doomed? Mm-hmm. Then you get to, but like, I try really hard. Lean that's into the good doom. though, I think. I think that that is, that is something and it's definitely an admirable effort. I don't know, you know, sometimes I feel like it's not always 
you know, possible. But I think even just having that as a as an intention around it is it that's like the goal of astrology. Mm-hmm. Well, also too, it's like with Mars retrograde, with all this stuff, I was even looking back at the Mercury retrogrades from earlier this year. I was like, I don't remember any of these. Like, and they feel like distant dream memories. And I don't remember anything in particularly weird or bad happening, but also it was because things that were all very weird and particularly bad were happening in general. So it was just, again, it's, it's what Julia said, the throw in the tab. We know this, we've been through this, we've seen this. And, I think, too, on top of, like, everything trying to go, this, again, reminder to not (laughs) – to slow down and refine and revisit and do all those retrograde things is just, like, cool, we know this. Uh, Will the world do any of this stuff? Probably, absolutely not. But isn't this a fun little secret that we all get to to be in on? And I guess in terms of pop culture, more people will know about this than maybe all the other stuff that's been happening astrologically this year. But that's where we all get to laugh and tee-hee at our little astro secrets that we're all in on the joke together. I don't know. I find that I get really uncomfortable now, like, um, because I work with a lot of women and, like, bartending, I think, especially for women, it is a bit more alternative, like, more of the chicks are going to be, like, a little bit harder around the edges and, like, a little bit... I mean, it's they're tough. Like that's mm-hmm. that's just basically it. I mean, you, you kind of have to be you to have do to the be. job. So when I hear someone saying like, because almost like everyone at work is is into astrology and like we all kind of know each other's signs. Not the guys so much, but the girls. And when someone brings up like, as someone did like up there on the first day of Mars retrograde, they're like, I'm just not feeling good. Like Mars is retrograde and like whatever and. I'm like scared. I feel really scared to say anything. I'm like, mm. uh-huh. Mm, interesting. Like, I don't want to be the person that people feel like they have to ask or like, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Oh, I feel I, like I'm an expert in a way, but not like, I don't want to be the expert at work of that. It's the people sure. that know the least that talk the most. And it's when you are the inside expert, it's fun to sit and just listen and to just take it in, like I had this when I was getting my hair done and the the salon lady next to me was just going off on like all things astrology. And I'm just like sitting there like, I felt like like the like the person, the food inspector that comes in, but you don't know that, the, <laughs> that it's them like they're like listening and going like, I was like, mm, that's close, but not, exa- not exactly a Libra quality. But I, I know what she's saying. And yeah, but it's also, I think it's because you don't want to be that person that's pigeonholed to talk about that all the time either or like the person that's always bugged about it or like whatever or like I don't want to be also a person that's like actually yeah um, and and like it doesn't seem like that they don't know much about it It seems like they do but I don't want to like I the most I get to is like oh what's your like where's your Mars or like you know Mm -hmm. I try not to be like (laughs) no I think that's good I mean I feel I feel the same way because you also just like also don't know how much people are into it or how much they want to know or they want to care about it and it's like I'm not going to try to have a really in-depth technical discussion with someone who isn't interested in astrology in that way just like you wouldn't like 
I don't know. I can't think of a good analogous thing that so, that you would like overhear someone talking about, but like rocket sports or something. Yeah. Like, or even like pushing. You don't, you don't exactly know how much they know or mm-hmm. like, it's like just because you like the same team doesn't mean you're on the same side politically or, you know, it's yes. like all that kind of stuff. Well, it's like even pushing a movie you really like. If you tell like a friend, like it's such a good movie. It's like, you know, the risk of going too in and going too hard for the thing that you like. So, but also, who wants to have unsolicited advice? <laughs> like, also, too. Yeah. Like, if someone's open and is like, oh, I would love well, to know more about the retrograde motion of Mercury, tell me more. Then it's like, okay, well, let's let's go into the perceived motion of backwardsness when we have retrograde. But if, yeah, if someone's just sitting there and it, then you just go off, it's it's different if it's receiving versus just putting it straight out there. And sometimes some of the guys will ask, like, if they hear us talking and then... I'm like, <laughs> like, I know you're not into this. And I don't know how to say it. I try to be like, I think it was like on the new moon, one of them was like, well, what is it? What it, was it with Aries or mm-hmm. the full moon? Yeah, yeah, I think it was. And they were like, what is it, Aries full moon? I'm like, I don't know, re- release your selfish, na- your selfish nature. He goes, geez, intense. I'm like, <laughs> you're like sorry, yeah. I don't know. That was the first thing that came out of my mouth. Well, when you don't know, it's like that I have, I struggle with this especially in terms of like social media and stuff like that of like not not necessarily like recommending things but saying I have trouble just kind of like being like oh I like this thing or having any kind of really like demonstrative I'm not sure if I'm using that word right in this thing of like uh opinion about something because it because I'm like, I could explain to you, I guess I'm answering my question. I can explain to you why I like this thing, but I am not under any sort of um, illusion that that means anyone else likes things. I, like, I just, I, I, if you don't like things for the same reasons, then you might not like this thing. Or like, you could, you could still like it, but I don't presume to know anybody's reasons for liking things. And that thing of like, I can't recommend to you. I have a hard time sometimes just in, in, uh, even like Steve will be like, do you want, what do you want to watch? Like that question is hard for me because I'm like, well, what's the, I need a container. Mm-hmm. It's like, what, well, what kind of, are you in a mood for this sort of thing? It's hard for me to just pick one thing or something if I don't know people's like motivations for what they're interested in Mm. does that make sense I do that for watching all the time where if like if we're watching a movie I'll be like okay I the vibe I'm trying to hit is dumb and stupid tonight because today's been a hard day so I I'd rather lead into the light than versus going maybe heavier so yeah I think it's just what's the tone what's the vibe what are you looking for like I can recommend you all the best sushi places in the world but if you hate fish then like you know then we will have to readjust our our scope or I guess it's like when someone says what kind like what podcast do you listen to I know that the I know the question is or like I know this is what like the Gottman Institute would call a bid for attention or a, a an attempt to connect yeah. And so I'm wanting to, I'm wanting to honor that and also be like, well, I can tell you, I can tell you what podcasts I listen to, but that's not the actual information that you're interested in. What you're interested in is you either are interested in something because you want to hear a podcast, in which case I need more information from you, uh-huh. or I'm going to tell you something that's more, that I feel like is more of a way to connect than telling you, I'm going to tell you why I like this podcast instead of just, I listen to 
you know, my favorite murder or whatever. I that like that on its own isn't actually informative. I don't think. I think podcasts I are the hardest say, thing to recommend. Really, I, I usually so. always say I just listen to my own. That's what you should listen to. <laughs> the right, uh, the right people answer. People are just like conversation over. Yes, that is great. Well, pod, but podcasts can be about a great subject, but if I don't like the host, it's over. Like I. The subject matter cannot bring me on enough if I don't connect with the host. Or it's like, I feel like, I, Lisa, you, I don't, I'm sure you get this question too. Whenever someone says, who are your favorite comedians? Oh yeah. Like that's the sort of thing too, where I'm like, you're I, not asking, I guess I just always bristle when I'm like, I don't think you're asking the question that you want to be no, asking. No, they're not. They're asking, are your favorite comedians my favorite comedians? Yes. And in that case, I'm like, well, who are your favorite comedians? Cause I'll tell I, you if I like those people or not, but I'm not going to tell you, you don't know my favorite comedians. Oh, you just have to go by gender. I, that's what I usually do. Or like, I guess by gender and sexuality, straight man, you have to say George Carlin like there's certain ones where it's it's pretty easy to break well, down. Yes, if, and always throw in a Joan Rivers because you're a woman. They yes. they don't expect you to have your own opinions. I, they want you to say an older woman or like Lisa Lampanelli or something. I, it, it's like yeah, it's very. I do love Joan, Joan Rivers as well. I know and that just hit a heart. That just hit a heart string for. Yeah, I'm like I love all those people too. I guess also this is the thing, and maybe this is just my brain where I you know this is more. Uh, what's the revealing about me and how I think I'm also, I'm like, do you want me to give you the right answer or do you actually want to know who my people are? Because it's like, yeah. if you want the right, I know what the right answers are. Mm -hmm. If that's like, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. the, the truth the, is my friends and nobody, yeah, exactly. like, you know, exactly. it's not gonna blow or, anyone's mind. Or I'm like, who they're like, who inspired you or something like that. I'm like, it's actually not stand up. It's like, it's the television. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the television show, the golden girls and years of watching Disney cartoons or whatever. <laughs> like it's not, it's not actually comedy or whatever it is, those things. But I guess that this is on my mind having natal mercury and Scorpio and the Scorpio mercury retrograde that we're going to be discussing today of just like asking, asking the right, questions and being aware or like uh interpreting things of like what is the real are you asking the questions to get the answers that you want and are you answering the questions that you are trying to answer I guess well one of the oh. ways that we probably met was early on in dating Pablo was like do you want to go see a comedy show a guy I really like Steve Hernandez is performing and he's really funny and he didn't ask me, like, if I that's something I like. He's like, I'm going to just take you and show you, and you can just, like, there wasn't much, like, I'm like, oh, what is the other? It's like, just go, it's it's like, hey, if I'm just saying I like it, go and see. And then um, I heard Steve talk about his butt, and the rest was, then the, the rest here we was, are. the rest was history. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I think that, uh, it can be hard too if someone doesn't like what you like, and that—that's the reason that Oof. I said it's intense mm -hmm. review because I think like I'm thinking of a review as um, like a performance review, a which I've been seeing a lot more of those taking place at where I work at because there aren't a lot of in between spaces right now, mm -hmm. except for you know restaurants and things like that. And like I've had people tell me like while they're while I like come over while their boss or whoever is in the restroom and they'll be like, 
Yeah, it's my performance review. Like, I'm really nervous if you could just bring over, like, <gasps> another round or whatever. I mean, obviously not, like, sneaky or anything. Yeah, just, like, just... I'm, I'm whatever. And, like, usually at the end of their um, thing, if the person leaves again, I, like, come over and ask, like, how'd it go? And for the most part, like, everyone has... I think a lot of nice things to say because we're up against so much. Yeah. Like nobody, I haven't seen people walk out feeling like, Oh, like that was horrible or, you know? So I think that, um, feeling that intensity right now is just par for the course and, and, and allowing yourself to review your own performance, given the circumstances, instead of saying, I'm not doing as good as I normally do, or that I'm not, I'm not up to snuff or I'm not at par or whatever. It's it's a different time that we're in right now. And we're going to see it for sure in the news. We're already seeing cases climb and everything. So we're going to have to be reviewing the work that we've done and not being hard on ourselves and taking the facts as they come. Well, that's such a good, I like this idea. And that's so interesting that people are having the reviews like there. It makes total sense that you would have to have it in this kind of public space because we're not in offices or in, uh, you know, a park on still spot. feels weird too. Yeah. It, that's like, like too that. private and too, too intimate maybe where it's like, you need still need it to be some, some level of professionalism is required. Um, that's so interesting that you're, that you're like observing that. Watching it. Uh, <laughs> yes. But I, what that made me think of too is especially in the context of, of Mercury retrograde and again like kind of a self a self read for this of this this idea of like there being right answers and wrong answers and things. I think that it is an interesting thing to um like you said about it being hard if people don't like something that you like when you're having an interaction that's maybe um, challenging in some kind of way. It is that thing of like, well, are you actually reacting to someone disagreeing with your opinion or does this feel like something else is being critiqued about you? Or are you, are you feeling, um, when someone says that they didn't like that movie that you liked, are you taking that to mean, are you hearing actually what they're saying that they just didn't, they disagree with you on this thing? Or are you making this mean, oh, we actually don't have as much in common as I thought. And I don't know if I can trust this person anymore because if they don't like this thing, are they going to not like this about me? Because I liked this thing. Like, what do these things mean? And that feels like a very Scorpio Mercury kind of spiral of, uh, Oh both God. finding finding meaning in things that isn't there, like creating that, but also creating meaning that isn't there that you are taking on in a way that's not at, at all what the interaction is about. Sometimes people are just asking because they've never heard of podcasts before and they, they want to know what they've never heard of any other podcast. They just literally are interested in the information. Mm -hmm. It's not a it's not a judgment. I know I'm certainly guilty of that, of of conflating conflating disagreement or conflating um differings in opinions that way as like self-judgment or or uh, indicators of like relationships not working or whatever do you know uh, what i mean um yeah that was me last night throwing a hissy fit and having a regular couple's quarrel as one as one does where i'm just feeling all that mars energy and as a mars moon cancer mar like all this fucking watery squaring cardinal fuckery happening where I finally because me and Pablo argue in very different ways and we were having that like okay let's be silent and think you know and come and get cool calm and collected so we can come back 
And that's like so not my style because I'm realizing now with this Scorpio Mercury, the longer I have to stew, the more like connections of like hatred I can make towards whatever I'm getting mad about. So for me, I'm just, it really, it was nice because it was like a confirming for my fight style, like where I was like, actually, no, I just need to like get it out and talk about it in the moment because the longer I sit here to think, the matter I get and like and also the, I'm more, the same way the more connections I start to make of like other shit that pissed me off and it gets deeper and deeper and so like we le- like I try to do it his Aquarius moon's die and I like left him alone he came back he's like how are you feeling I'm like more mad <laughs> like not I'm not cooler I'm actually more angry so like I can't do I can't sit and ruminate like this and I think it's on top of you know for me this is going through my fifth house um, and then, you know, going to retrograde back into my fourth house too. So it's very personal and romantic and homey and all that kind of stuff. And for him, it's in his relationship house. So, you know, very, very much a good time over here. And it's, it's, it's so normal, but it just feels very like last night felt very steeped in stewed Scorpio style where it was like, mm-hmm. not going to end quickly. It was a very long death of like dumb fighting over like, it's stories on Instagram or something stupid like something like what I can't even think of like what it was like the dumbest fight you could have but it got dumber and longer as I meditated on it I wonder if and this is not advice but maybe for anyone who has like a similar problem because I think I'm the same way where I like you do not want me to sit and think about this fight because you're about to lose. (laughs) I have so much fixed. I have so much eighth house. I have so much in Taurus in the 12th. There's no way that you're getting out of this. If you give me more time. Yeah. It's just not happening. I'm better preparing my fight now. Now I have more strategy and more time to think rather than just getting out my feelings in the moment that are pretty, not surface level, but pretty straight up. And now I'm like, Oh shit. I am. I told him, like, I'm unlocking more anger. I'm I'm (laughs) self-confirming. That's what I'm doing when I'm sitting. So what? one of the things that I really like to do, I don't know if this will work for you guys. It works for me and Scott. I don't know if it works for other fighting styles too. But one of the things that I really like to do is when things are, even if it's just like a question that it's not like a fight, but it's like, I don't know, like, what do you want to do for dinner tonight? Or what? how how do you want to go forward? Like with COVID stuff, should we, whatever, like, um, we just go on walks mm-hmm. and that really helps because it's kind of a middle ground where you're getting out some of that energy stuff. You can get a little distracted, you're breathing, you're moving, and you're probably not going to like fight, fight on a walk. Like right. you're probably not going to be like, well, you're dumb. And like, whatever, sometimes those things will come out, but I'm not a public it, fighter. I will yeah. definitely wait till I'm somewhere in private. <laughs> like I'm not, I public fighting for me is not, no. It depends. I think that's great. Uh, that's a great tool and is definitely recommended in some form in a lot of different, like it's very Marsy to re- just move. Well, yeah, it is the moving thing and also doing anything that's on kind of, quote unquote, neutral territory where you also aren't like, I think even just not having those physical reminders of like, oh, well, we've had this fight here before, like your body remembers all of those things or you notice the pile in the corner and you have all of that thing of like, oh, and you do this thing and that whatever. But like the, yeah, I think that that's. I'm 
I'm pretty good. I don't like, it's funny just hearing both of you talk about this. I don't like getting it out right away, which is definitely problematic. But Um, do you think that on a walk, you still have the opportunity to, or does it still feel like you need to have your own space for a while? No, no, no. I think on the walk, that definitely is one of the things because I, I, it's really important for me to feel like I am saying what I want to say. Mm. And I think when I, there's a part of me that feels too explosive and too, um, like if I'm focused on the, like the getting out the release part of it, that has to kind of like be on my own. I still will stew and do those things, but I'm like, that's not what you, I don't need you for that part or whatever. I want to like get rid of that so I can get to the thing that I need you to hear Mm. kind of. And I know that some of that also I'm sure comes from, you know, various you know, upbringing things. And again, things that are like, that can be um, problematic or can, can be unhealthy kind of repressed sort of things, or like you can't be trusted with emotions or, or those sort of things, because we also all do react whether we, whether we mean to or not, like it's, it's going to happen. So figuring out how to. uh, I think that moment to get clear makes sense. But I think, I think, yeah, depending on, I mean, again, like real life and personal things and, and trauma and whatnot, but then also astrologically, I think there are some signs and placements that just know right away and have to get it out. And like me and Lisa are saying, and if we have yeah. more time, it's it's not good for this equation. And I know for him, like he, he does what he'll say. Init- if I do go say it now, he'll probably not say what he wants to say. So it, yes. it's tricky. And then it also ends up, I think for me, which is, trying to figure that it's like it ends up with me like talking at him <laughs> for like a long time but it also I can't like if I stop yeah then I just strategize and get my like amazing argument ready to go and it it's not like a calming time it's just a, yeah it's just a manic like oh well fuck and I time. think that, that that's important to know for both people too because I think that that what I was going to say too is like I also don't have a problem though of people needing to react right away if that's like Mm. the way that you do it for me it just feels like that's that's like where I'm not clear and I don't I don't say what I actually want to say but if you like feel it and need to get it out and all of that like to me it feels like it comes out very muddied Mm -hmm. or whatever too not even in a like uh I don't know but also making space I think that's the thing too where it's like do you is the goal to feel better or is it to fight in a specific way? Cause mm-hmm. if it's to feel better, then yeah, you don't, you don't need to take the time or the space or whatever. Then you need to like, then I'm, I'm prepared to like receive your message in a way that might not be exactly as, as clean or as, you know, structured as it might be if you took extra minutes. But if, if the goal is to resolve this, then, then that's the goal. I think I, I just, sometimes don't uh I have trust issues when it comes to people keeping their eyes on the goal mm-hmm. I guess that's more where I feel like um I'm I'm worried that if I don't come correct then you will lose sight of the goal and we'll get stuck on the thing that I don't actually want to fight about I want you to like not pay attention to what I'm saying and hear this nugget yeah but but people often latch on to this other thing. And then I've found myself being like, this isn't what I wanted to fight about. I wanted Mm -hmm. to fight about this. I want to like be really on message 
and not like get distracted because then I get distracted and defensive and sad and Mm -hmm. and you know all of that well I think it's interesting too talking about fighting styles with Mars and Mercury both retrograde Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) I mean it's kind of one of those things that I don't know I guess I never really thought about them them both being retrograde I don't know if they're making any angles to each other either they're not well I don't think they are they might be well libra when it it goes back to libra Libra, so they will be i'm pretty sure they are going to be opposing um no no not yet i they were beforehand but we're not going to get we're not going to get an actual opposition um during this retrograde well i guess that's period but sign wise we will yeah sign wise yes and i think it's it's interesting, you know, from a traditional standpoint, we have these two Marsy signs. Yeah. Too. So it does feel um you know, During even a though- very chill time of the year uh, in the United States, JK LOL. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I think I think having both of these retrograde feels like there is no um like escape exit. Mm-hmm. Or something like that, where it's like normally you could go out, even the even that idea of like the walk, going on mm-hmm. a walk. I mean, you can, but at one point, I think, you know, or, or to a certain extent, some of our physical outlets are not available to us. Some of our normal um, ways that we're able to avoid these kinds of reflective periods of of anger and frustration or communication issues, we in our normal day to day lives are able to kind of circumvent them. And right now, as we've been saying ad nauseum this year, a lot of our normal kind of habits are not available to us. So this one feels very much like world events all of the all of the kind of like exits are blocked right now and you're just gonna have to sit with (laughs) your fucking self (laughs) something i did try to incorporate which feels like it's maybe leaning into the libra eh, maybe a bit of scorpio and libra are just so funny to me i know a lot of scorpio libras who date and they're like they're similar ish, but also like the differences feel stark but when they come together you're like that's a weird connection on the things that you agree about but even last night when I was fighting, I was like, I would have to come back and be like, just a reminder, I'm like, I'm rooting for you and I like to f- do this together. Like, I'm it's I'm not trying to come into this fight like I'm trying to win. I'm trying to resolve as two people and I'm ro- I'm rooting for you to like give me the right answers <laughs> to, to what I'm lo- to what I'm looking for. I am breadcrumbing maybe that is Scorpio I am giving you the instructions of how I like to be apologized to or how I like to you know solve arguments but also like sometimes we're just gonna have to straight up say it if we're not getting the style that we even like for me like Taurus Cancery too like I'm like hug me and he's like you don't seem like you want to be hugged I'm like I always want to be hugged like I don't care (laughs) if I'm screaming like I actually like I'll tell you if I don't but like my default is please like soothe me like I I'm clearly like want to be soothed so like well maybe I don't clearly want to be soothed but I'm now in telling you and instructing you that I would like to be soothed during pretty much all fights like I'm very I'm just a grumpy baby so hug hug me burp me that's interesting because I have a lot of Taurus and cancer too and I'm like don't touch me (laughs) do not touch me do not touch me like 
we can finish the conversation and then maybe if things go in a good direction, possibly let's touch. But also don't touch me, like in general. I I I will hug as a greeting or whatever, but I'm like, especially if I'm in the middle of something, do not fucking touch me. We have different, for your Venus and Mars, you're more air. And then for my Venus and Mars, I'm like earth, water. But then my, yeah. my Mercury style's air. So it feels like maybe I don't want to be touched, but I'm actually like in here being like touch like I mean again not strangers like please don't don't touch yeah. don't touch strangers. but it like with my lover in a fight I just want to be like pinned down basically <laughs> in a romantic <laughs> in a romantic like a way shirt. Uh, totally yes. I do need a bit of a thunder shirt thunder Does well thunder? it's <laughs> where like um that's an interesting uh. I was thinking about this, God, um, as like, I don't know why I was thinking about like getting grounded as a teenager. And I was thinking about my parents' signs, but my parents, both air um, and not very earth heavy charts, never grounded me. Like would never, they would never say you're grounded. But I was thinking about it and I was like, oh, I think I needed someone to say you're grounded. But it's like, because I need that, like, What's the, what is the, like the anchor that you need? What's the reminder that you need when you're, and I was just thinking about being a teenager and when you're able to like spin out in those ways where you're being such a little bitch and like, (laughs) and it's fine, it's fine because you're a teenager and you're supposed to, but like what you need is like a reality check or an earth check. Like there's some, there's something like that where you're able to, I was just thinking about it in terms of like the elements, but I wonder if either oh of you, God. if this is resonating or where, oh, yeah. where you feel like what's the element that you need in those situations? First of all, I never even thought about getting grounded, like, mm-hmm. as yes. the same as, like, in whatever meditation when you're, like, ground yourself or whatever. Yeah. I never thought of that. That is such a good... That's fucking weird. ...word that we use to, like hey, you've been, like, fucking up. It's time to get grounded. Like, you yeah. need to go in your room and just, like, fucking chill out. Yeah. Um, which is something that I can do to myself as an adult, but as a child would have fucking made me lose my mind. Of course. Um, and I never got grounded either um, growing up, but I also was a pretty good kid. And the times that I did do shit, I rarely ever got caught. Yeah. So I I didn't, like, fuck up super big time a lot and my grades were pretty good so I didn't have a ton of reason or like at least that my parents knew of shit I was doing to get grounded um but I don't they weren't really the ground the grounding type anyway my dad kind of but he was like military so Mm -hmm. I feel like that's just in there where it's like yeah you'd like reward and punishment um but but doesn't uh, I like that air, idea though they're, of they're like air the... and water, right? Your parents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, guess how many times my ass got grounded from a Virgo mom? <laughs> like, <laughs> like nine, like nine hundred million fucking times, and I didn't even do shit half the time. Like that was that was the hard. I definitely could have used more air and water, um, just because I think I need more like someone to talk to. My mom was immediately to punishment and immediately to consequence and immediately to like. Uh, restriction like taking your phone doing this my mom was really strict also my mom 
was like basically a single mom. Like my dad wasn't really like helping. So I think she was just stressed also. Sure. Um, we've talked, we've talked, we've talked about it as adults, you know, since where she was like, I was pretty mean to you, but also this was like a big trauma thing that just kind of came up for me. I don't know if you guys watched the Paris Hilton documentary. Uh, it's very good. It's on YouTube. It's free. And Paris Hilton, Aquarius, um, she was just a raver party girl as a teenager and her parents signed her up for without her knowledge these there was like this era of like um kind of like this capitalistic market for troubled teen camps that they mm-hmm. would just ship you off remember like Maury oh, yeah. and Sally yeah, it was like where they'd come in the they'd come in the morning they'd like pull them out of bed yep. and sh- go and the, yes. so she was kidnapped um in the middle of the night and she the whole documentary is like really about this trauma that she and, and got from this military, like this sort of military style camp. They put her in solitary confinement for like, mm. like a week, uh, like crazy. That's a, dude, like, that's crazy. And so in that doc, she gets together with other survivors from this camp that's getting hardcore sued. And they all come out about their story of um, like abuse camps. And I was watching this and I was like, Oh my God. Cause I was in outpatient rehab in high school. The first time I ever smoked weed, I got caught and my mom immediately put me into outpatient rehab and if I ever failed a drug test, I would be—I would have been kidnapped in the night and taken to one of those things. So I had this oh. looming fear that if I fucked up, I'd be like, <laughs> like severely punished. And it was interesting because Paris Hilton, <laughs> so similar. Weird. She was talking about how after she got out at 18, because she legally had to be let go at 18, so she went straight back into the nightlife and just toxic relationship like a totally abusive boyfriend like just went off the deep end and I was thinking like as soon as I was done with my outpatient rehab which was totally like me not being her I I was in this waiting room I remember with my mom and this super methy like meth head boy like slapped the shit out of his dad in the waiting room while we were waiting there and I was like mom I'm so I don't belong here yeah I am like so (laughs) fucking normal like I just am like I like Sublime. Like, you know, like, I just like Sublime. I just am experimenting. Hell yeah. Hey, nothing, no, no punishment for that, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and it was also one of those places, like, my, I'll never forget, because my counselor's name was Melissa Ho, at H-O-E, when I was like, okay. And, <laughs> and she was like, so how many times have you done drugs? I'm like, literally once. I'm like, I'm just really like, this is not a lucky situation here. And she's like, no one, everyone says once. And I'm like, Bitch, like, I wish I'd done drugs more to be in this position. This is, like, annoying how little I've done to be here. And then when I got let out, I went so hard. Like, I just went the complete opposite deep end to where my mom couldn't control me. I was actually kind of, like, a malleable little bull. But then I think she pushed the the grounding past, like, the the point where she could have used that more air and mutabilityness. And so the Paris Hilton doc, trigger warning uh teen boot camp <laughs> trigger warning <laughs> teen outpatient rehab slash inpatient but also i think that air like i think parents talk to their kids more now or it's more encouraged to just like let's open the floor like what are you feeling like that was never really asked or like part of the part of the whole deal it was just like i was just like on eggshells like you know putting putting hand lotion on my cigarette covered hand you know like I was just like constantly hiding secrets like just avoiding like just like uh, so I was bad but I also was kind of bad because I was already being treated like a criminal so I would just kind of like go further 
then it adds like a level and I haven't figured out exactly what the equation is of which element that is. But then I'm thinking of like, I tried to sneak off campus one time and I immediately got caught, immediately had detention, had this like that horrible interaction with my, with my principal or whatever. So that's like a grounding, um, like consequence, but with this outsized like air or water or fire idea of like, these are the, instead of it being like actual factual consequences, like where the punishment fits the crime, if it's been blown out of proportion, now your response to that has to also be exaggerated because it's like, well, if I'm going to have to go to rehab, if I smoke weed once, I might as well be the fucking, I might as well smoke weed all the fucking time and make it worth it because I get punished disproportionately at this mm-hmm. level do you know what I mean yeah. like so well, it's like you and I'm are convinced now responding and I'm convinced this was like totally a Ponzi scheme because it was through my public high school like it was like my public high school handed my counselor handed my mom a pamphlet that was clearly like a you can just tell it was like a money scheme yeah. like it wasn't because to better people it was yeah. just to like take people's money and it's like I don't know. It was like hell fuck. And my mom's so mutable. I think she'll go with the recommendation too. Like she'll be like, "Oh, they kids need this, and it's proven to work." I was a, she was a bit of a bad girl herself, so I think she didn't want to see. She's a bad girl who happened to make it, but there's surely no way every bad girl makes it. Like I can, mm-hmm. I can kind of see her like thought processes. Well, and it is very much like, a, all right, well, let's talk about this right away. Like before this becomes a problem, let's solve the problem instead of identifying what is the problem. Mm-hmm. I think a Virgo too can um, default to like, well, the professional yeah. and whether yeah. like, and those professional seeming people, like obviously if she had known what it really was, she would have never done that but like we still have to have our full-blown we've had other talks but this Paris Hilton was a recent watch and I was like "Ooh, I'm gonna have to have she'll be so open to that conversation I'm gonna be like that was kind of like in that fear and that like and I'm so thankful I didn't have to go to the 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 next step of like hauling rocks in Utah or whatever the fuck I was like possibly gonna have they showed you like the pictures but it's like oh but working from that fear that groundedness and fear was like not cool Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think my mom was definitely open to talking about stuff more. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, that's super Pisces to me where it's like, yeah. well, we'll just like endlessly figure this out together. That's why like even watching Pen15, like I don't like the character Anna when she like really bonds with other people's parents and she's like really mm-hmm. into them. That was me to me like too. a thousand percent fault where I'd be like, I'll do the dishes with you. Like I was such a good kid at other people's houses because the That's parents funny. would like talk to me and be like. That's interesting. Like, My mom would tell me shit about other people's parents <laughs> and I think it was a strategy for the like that not to happen where it's like she's a loser like <laughs> or whatever you know like I think that's funny like thinking of it that way parent strategy uh, no, I was totally like that too of making friends with other people's parents and you know yeah. I, loved, I loved it but it was just it was like to just be able to talk like what's your favorite spice girl or what are you into like those were just things I was craving just like let's just talk I know my mom was that for a lot of people too. Aww. Well, and I think it's so much easier for you to be, I think I definitely have this experience of like, you know, and I don't think I've been as generous with my mom in that regard as, as even now as an adult that I, that I should and could be. 
Um, but that thing of like when it's so easy for you to see that your friends are like being brats to their mom who are clearly like try- just trying to oh, connect yeah. or whatever. And it's like, yeah, it's not that hard to just like be like, oh, yeah, hey, Mrs. So-and-so, like that's a nice I noticed you got this thing like that looks nice. Or did you get a haircut or whatever? Like where it's just like mom not that banter. Hard to be, yeah, to be nice to a friend's mom who's like letting you hang out at their house or whatever it is, like mm-hmm. all of those things. But I feel like these are all, you know, we're so we're in the subject, but let's just say some stats quickly while we continue Damn on it. this Scorpio Mercury retrograde. Uh, tip, uh, which stations retrograde today. We are recording this on October 13th. Um, Stations retrograde at 11 degrees of Scorpio. It will be, you've probably been feeling the shadow already because we've been in that for the the two weeks leading up to this. Uh, This Mercury retrograde will station direct on November 3rd, election day here in the States at 25 degrees of Libra. Uh, and we will be out of the shadow phase on the 19th of November, back at 11 degrees of Scorpio. Um, so it's, you know, it's I was gonna, yeah. I want to ask you guys what you think about that. It was one of the things I had obviously noted: the election day and then <laughs> the shadow period ending. You know, a few weeks after. I know there's a lot of speculation now about, um, you know ballot counting, doing, having more mail-in, how difficult it might be to get a, an actual, uh, how difficult or not difficult it might be to get an actual metric on that day or the following week. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that having the retrograde ending that day is a good sign for things getting cleared up? Do you think that, obviously we know that there, that, that both parties kind of feel a little uneasy about not the election, but the way that it will take place and the way votes will get Mm -hmm. counted and all of that kind of stuff. Um, So what do you feel about this? I don't think it necessarily, I definitely don't think that it signifies that we're going to have like a immediate answer by any means. I tend toward optimism. Um, I am trying to temper that all the time, uh, especially with these kinds of things. Um, But I, to me, it more signifies the, like, the end of a speculation period, because we will have, like, we've cast our votes at that time. Even though the ballots might not be received or anything, it is like, this is what this has been. And again, forgive us, we are in the United States, and so that's going to dominate definitely for the next few weeks still. Um, But it does feel like, Like, this is what this has been leading up to. And so we're going to be kind of, I think, having these revelations. More stuff is coming out. More information is being revealed. All of these things are kind of like in the way of this one thing that we've been kind of waiting, that we've known we're going to have to do. And then on that direct date, like going forward, this information now has like the die has been cast Mm -hmm. at this point. Anything moving forward, this is now, like, our baseline of information. Everything up to this point has been so speculative because we don't know who's going to win. And we're not going to find out on the third, but it's like, this is how we start getting clearer answers. Whatever it means, whoever wins, this is the beginning of uh, a revealing of information that actually is a pathway forward. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I saw uh, 
Chani Nicholas uh, retweet that today on October 13th, a computer outage uh, in Virginia closed down all voter registration. It's on the last day to register to vote before the election. So, yeah, I mean, I think there can definitely be some very on the nose, like, what the fuck is happening? But that seems to happen every election uh, in the United States as well. I can't remember who pointed out, but I think there is some astrological similarities to the year to the year 2000. Um, the hanging chads? The 2000, hang- that's what I was going to say. In the year 2000, Mercury stationed retrograde on election day. Oh, whoa. Okay. Interesting. So this is the first time, this is the first time it's in recent history, it's stationed direct, direct. on election day. Well, we have, it's happened, we've had elections during Mercury retrograde and we've had it stationed retrograde, but we have not had it stationed direct yet. So that's why. Back in March, when it was such a different world, uh, hearing that Mercury's going to station direct in Libra on Election Day sounds pretty good, right? Like, that sounds, like, happy. Um, Again, I'm very day-to-day in this life and time, and uh, I, in my ideal sitch, it's a blowout on this direct day, and there's no questions, but then we spend these next few weeks hearing the baby, uh, the loud baby man be like, we don't tell everybody. Don't take away my pacifier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then that goes, you know, full out of the shadow. And um, then he gets arrested for whatever. And it's count. It's count. It's both a blowout and the counting confirms that it is in fact a blowout. That's the, again, on Julia's oath, the hella optimistic, (laughs) like uh, possibility. And also, you know, I get it. Like the options, presented right now aren't that exciting and i think the supreme court nomination shit that's going on right now is a fucking atrocity and um so i don't know i mean yeah we're we're really bad at figuring out how to get people to vote in this country but also it's that's by design too it's designed to not let people easily vote so i hope that maybe this time going forward is a new you know having election day uh off you know for people to vote uh, would be a cool thing to like actually get in place to have it be you know automatic mail-in ballot for people, uh, making it easier for people undocumented and ho- homeless people to to vote too. So I don't know, like you know, I'm just putting out wishes, I guess, right now <laughs> instead of like yeah. what could actually happen. But I don't know, Mercury direct Libra. I'm holding out, like I'm trying to keep a positive mental attitude because that sounds good. And right following it, you know, we talked about this during our new moon Patreon episode, which if you're not a patron, consider it because we do have fire moon episodes uh, twice a month. Patreon.com slash what's your sign podcast. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Hey, you've been listening Um, to us for this long, going all spilling all the tea, get some bonus episodes and pay some money. Love you. Invest invest. Invest in a higher quality tea. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, But all of this also... Um, I believe on the 13th of November is when we get that Jupiter-Pluto conjunction again, right. the next one. And then also all of these Saturn... When it, that it, I got a... My ephemeris just left me. Um, but I believe I we're still going to be... But I believe we're also still going to be squaring... We're going to go back to square that Saturn-Pluto-Jupiter clump as the COVID clump as it's being... Uh, named as well so I mean again it could it could go either way but it uh, to me there is absolutely a a a potential for our optimistic outcomes I I think that um 
it's important to remember that like we just count the votes as they are coming and we'll see when we see and I think that's kind of the the message of like hey Mercury stationing direct in Libra like we're gonna do this slowly and fairly and not be because I know for me even I'm already like oh well should I take the day off whatever and it's like it's gonna be a whole week like you need to like just remember that it's gonna take some time patience balance all those Libra things before we get back into the, like into the Mercury Scorpio depths of this is it. This is the truth. This is how deep we can go. Let's see how far we can take this, where this might end up going. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting. That's such a good point. Cause it is like, um, you know, uh, I forget what I was listening to, but it was something about Libra not being Libra. Isn't that like, balance currently it's the seeking of balance so it is also that like we're gonna just know where we're at that doesn't mean that we're done and it's like a happy ending it's a now we're gonna know we're gonna know exactly how long it's gonna take maybe to count we're gonna be able to like see what what uh measures up in the scales I'm doing the like hand (laughs) hand to hand (laughs) scales motion yeah well and also thinking of just like you know beyond election maybe in our day-to-dayness I think the Scorpio you know is so investigative it can be seek you know we could maybe have some secrets coming out or some past things coming to light I feel like again we're seeing that in terms of the presidency but also maybe in our IRL things also probably to note like I guess water you know water spills during mercury retrograde technology times are always you know to be noted and um, but then I, I I love that it's just gonna go back into Libra and like we're returning to like and then we start Scorpio Mer- Mercury all over again where it's like we get to um you know maybe not have all the socialness that we've had with Libra before and we're rethinking of our restrictions when it comes to being social in a Libra sort of way too because I think right where everything's like up in the air uh libra style and scorpio wants to dig in fast and go deep and do all that and then libra's trying to like you know check the scene and see what everything is and and understand it so it's interesting like they want similar things they go about it in sort of different ways but we're going to experience them both during this whole retrograde madness and i love the month of october and i love scorpio and so i think that this if if those signs call out to you in any way or you feel connected to them, whatever way in your chart, like think of those things that you love and how you can apply them to either, you know, going back and finishing work or reviewing uh, your own work or, you know, resting or whatever. It's like, I think Scorpio is a great one to think about meditation. I mean, how deep can you go? How long can you do it? I know a few of the articles I read on this said it, this is a good time for meditation. And I think, I think Libra too, you know, like one of the things that for our sober October thing, one of the things that Danielle said is like, I can't just do the meditation. I have to have like a face mask on so that I feel like I'm accomplishing something while (laughs) I'm doing the meditation. And like, I did it today and it's like, it's perfect. Libra Scorpio, my skin feels good. Like I I got my mental headspace in a, in a place I want to be at. And like, so try that or like, Mm-hmm. If there's another 20, your 20 minutes that you dye your hair or whatever, like put on a YouTube meditation. Mm-hmm. Double up. 
Hell yeah. I got these things. They're called, uh, it's called like the Miracle Ball. And they're these little, um, little like Swiss balls, like the exercise balls that you can like sit on, at the, like the big ones, but they're not. They're like little, um, like bocce ball size or whatever. But um, the way that you are supposed to use them is to relieve like muscle, ta- muscle pain and tension and things like that. But the whole idea is this like, radical relaxation kind of thing on it where it's like you are just supposed to like let your weight rest on this ball and then completely relax and it feels very uh both the like libra kind of like balancing on it but also not but also like the release and the surrender and the complete letting go of those things too and that is you know, anybody who's done yin yoga or even even the meditations or those things too, where it's like that surrender, that is so much hard. It's very easy to grip on to things. It's very easy to like, to resist, to stiffen, to do those and like true letting go, which is the, the lesson of all retrogrades of that like releasing, reflecting, reviewing, re- surrender in some capacity is the hardest is the hardest thing and something that we have to be, that's why retrogrades happen so often, at least Mercury's, is because we have to constantly be reminded that these, it's hard and it's a skill that you need to cultivate. So I like that of like finding ways to even, uh, like that feels like such an integrated way to add that like meditation and that it can, that that in and of itself is like a productive thing. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, I think, too, I like thinking of Mercury, too, beyond, like, the communication of, like, how we just think and process. And, like, we mentioned in, like, the fighting ideas before of, like, recognizing our patterns, maybe letting go of some of the, the those patterns that might be just harming us. You know, I think Scorpio can hang on to to old dead shit that can, <laughs> that doesn't, doesn't necessarily the serve it. The deadest of the dead. And the deadest. And then Libra too, it's like also letting go of like sometimes we, yeah, we can be fair and balanced to a degree, but also sometimes we have to say what we need too. So I think they both like meet each other in those lessons of like, yeah, I can examine this till I'm blue in the face. And yeah, I can sit here and weigh all the options, but also we have this dedicated window to like really think about all this stuff, reflect. I mean, this whole year has been such a long fucking year to like reflect and think probably like more time to think about ourselves than uh, any of us ever wanted to or (laughs) needed. And, but now we're, I think it's just queuing us up for this next coming year where we're going to have this fucking Uranus Saturn square for like fucking ever. And so much, I think it's just like truly the rest before like so much, even more action. And this has been a year of, crazy fucking act i mean god damn like no breaks but hey if you feel yourself ready to fight it makes sense there's a lot of mars stuff there's a lot of mars stuff happening choose your battles maybe um search for some rest and restorativeness maybe even magic stuff too with scorpio if we're feeling like it's easy to dig into people's drama and garbage and history and blah 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 maybe channel that towards your tarot practice, your astrology practice, whatever, you know, whatever that is, your face mask. And um, I don't know. We've done this before. Do it again. Well, that was my, that's my like parting thought, I guess is twofold is that I think one of the best 
gifts of practicing astrology and retrogrades in general is that you do enough of them and you realize that like you've done this before we've done we've done all of this before even though there are going to be new components and unknowns we've been everything there's nothing new under the sun uh like and and reminding yourself of that i think is important too where it's like Give yourself some credit. You've been in a mix-up before. You've had a fight with someone before. You've had, uh, you know, an ex reach out or something like that. And it's like, uh, I think we we like to, um, you know, think of everything as like its own in- individual. This is a unique situation and you need all of this. That's a very Scorpio thing to me too of like, you need all of this background to understand this and whatever. And uh-huh. it's like, no, you don't. You've been here before. If this is the thing, like, you either do this or you do that, and that's, mm-hmm. you know. Hey, you might, you, listener, might even be the ex that reaches out. So, you yeah. know, none of us. <laughs> but also, I think it's also, like, remember that we can communicate in so many ways that aren't just talking or texting or whatever it mm-hmm. is where it's, like, that. Um, I was listening to Jessica Lignato's podcast, and that was something that I had never heard articulated in that way before but she was like mercury retrograde is a time when we realize maybe ways that we are overly reliant on verbal communication and our and our then need to kind of rely on these other things and i think that that's a really good one to keep in mind for all of this because it's also mars retrograde and we're having all of these squares where it is like how can i communicate if my you know, if I send an email where I, you know, send it to the wrong person or something like that, we're commun- now we are going to need to communicate in a way that's beyond just your word. It's like your feelings. It's your this or like, how am I if I'm feeling clammed up, I'm still communicating things to my friends and family and, and who you're living with or whatever. Like, even if I'm not using those words, we're still communicating. So how can we um, kind of examine those and have a better handle on on utilizing all of those ways practice telepathy with your friends <laughs> retrograde pastime 2020 or but i mean like your fighting thing where it's like a hug can communicate maybe maybe pabs needs more time to you know sit and gather his thoughts but if he gives you a hug that kind of communicate i'm re-watching desperate housewives based on our conversation with honor and we were talking about all our <laughs> abc tv shit but there's like a scene where uh Mike and Susan he like comes over and he's like I don't want to lie to you and I don't want to lose you you can ask me anything you want and she's like you've told me all I need to know <laughs> or Whoa. whatever like that's the that's the thing but I think that thing of like a hug a smile uh a sending of an emoji or whatever it is like we don't have even if we feel like we don't have the words we still can communicate a lot and sometimes more effectively without our words, if it's coming from the pl- the, the true place that we want to communicate from. Aww. I think too, it's be flexible, you know, don't act rashly, take a note. It's okay. Like, as I've told many people during this time, there are no small accomplishments this year. Everything you've done is important. There's a lot going on and just Getting out of bed can be difficult. Just like, you know, staying away from news or whatever is your thing today. Like, that's a huge deal. And you don't have to take every action with the weight of, well, this is a huge deal and I'm taking my phone out and I'm not going to, you know, it doesn't have to be that. But like, allow yourself to 
say, okay, I did, I did all I could today. I did a good job or, or this is what I want to do for tomorrow, but don't let it be like, there's no small accomplishments. This is, this is unprecedented territory. Mm-hmm. Every time. Well, Can't. we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the other part too, is like, I think the collective stress is building and I just keep reminding myself, like, it's going to be probably more stressful later. So, like, if you can find those again, the moments of calm, of joy, of pleasure, you know. I mean, Scorpio, some sex, too. If you can find some sex with someone or with yourself, you know, God Sexy bless. Sexy talk. Sexy talk. Yeah. Sexy paint. Paint me like one of your French Scorpio Mercury retrograde girls. Well, I think this one especially is like the lesson of, you know, when we bring it up every time that Mercury retrograde happens sometimes four times a year, three times a year, whatever. Like, we're not done. Yeah. All of these things, too, where it is like, you know, it's not like we're going to have the election and then everything is solved or over. That's just the, <laughs> it's just a new beginning and a new yeah. thing. We've had so many people, you know, as as much as, you know, there's new people joining um, you know, the fights to overturn systems. We've had so many people be like, yeah, we've been doing this. Right. So just because this might be new for you, this doesn't mean it is a new mm-hmm. thing. And and that there is, that you even have, are entitled to um, like the expectation that there is an end point or a stopping or whatever. That's like, it's called fucking consciousness, people. The more <laughs> conscious you are, the more rec- you recognize all of these things. And there is not, just when you, when you solve one problem, you find the next thing it's being alive and being a participant in the world and I think the more that we can be not that doesn't mean that you have to be hard on yourself and not allow yourself these moments for rest but Mm -hmm. it is like hey guess what like it doesn't end so if you need a break take a break because there's the rest of your life ahead of you so don't it's there's no need to like squander these times of of rest and reflection um but also just because you've been working hard and working on things doesn't mean you deserve like that we get, it doesn't mean they stop being hard. Like there's always something. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I hope that, I hope that's comforting and not uh, like disheartening. I mean that, I mean that in an encouraging way, not in a like, you know, be hard on yourself way. But I think it is important for us to remember, especially those of us who are, are um, more privileged in, in any sense of the word privilege uh, is just that you haven't had to think about it. So now that you're thinking about it, I know that's, that that's hard and we're going to have to keep thinking about it. Once you've thought about it, it's there. So take, take the breaks that you need because we don't get to stop. I can't stop. (laughs) (laughs) And especially don't stop listening to us. Um, (laughs) Thank you guys so very much for tuning in we're yeah we're gonna be fine you're gonna you're doing great it doesn't end we just you know take a break come back in tag me in put me in coach yep 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 we'll we'll be here we'll be here when you come back (laughs) Uh, so thank you so much we love you we're here for you we'll see you next week Bye. bye bye Thank you for listening to What's Your Sign. Please rate us five stars and subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you use. If you like what you heard, please support us on Patreon. You can also find us online on Instagram at What's Your Sign Podcast or on Twitter at What's YR Sign underscore pod. You can also like our fan page on Facebook and join our friendship group. 
questions, comments, concerns, or to book a commission chart reading, you can email us at whatsyoursignpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye. What's your sign, baby? What's your sign?